This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Hello, good morning. I'm Ann Romer, filling in once again for the vacationing Jim Lang, and welcome to the Ponies 24-7 radio magazine. On the show, we catch up with retired Hall of Fame jockey, entrepreneur, also horse racing safety advocate, Ramon Dominguez. He's also the president of the New York Racetrack Chaplaincy of America. And on the show as well, the Magic Man, a.k.a. Hall of Fame harness driver Bill O'Donnell. After retiring in 2017, he became the president of the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association. And coming up, the feature races, including tonight's $1 million final of the Pepsi North America Cup, some of the major stakes races across North America today, Woodbine's feature, the Ontario Colleen Stakes, and so much more. When we come back, my co-host and ponies expert Larry Simpson joins us with a look ahead to the Kentucky Derby. Stay with us. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from dark horse to winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer, in the chair for Jim Lang. Joining us now is my main man, my co-host and expert on the ponies, Larry Simpson, and that's M-A-N-E. I've tried to, you know, find some sort of reference to horses. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go over very well, did it? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I think it did. There Thanks, Dan, for that uh, intro again. Let's talk about September. What a great month it is for horse racing in North America. Well, normally it's a a, a good month anyways, but it's an exceptional month now because uh, a week today we got the Kentucky Derby, and this is the first time that it's ever been held any other time than the first uh, Saturday in May. And then on the Woodbine front, uh, two weeks today we've got the Queen's Plate, which is the uh, one of the top races for three-year-olds in, in North America. And then the following week we have the uh, Woodbine Mile, which is a key race for horses that... Uh, usually go to the uh, Breeders' Cup turf races in, in November. And, and it, I think it's been the last two or three years that the winner of the Woodbine Mile has uh, fared quite well in the uh, uh, Breeders' Cup turf. Let's start with the Kentucky Derby. And that is something that all eyes are on the prize when it comes to that race. Who are you looking at as far as a long shot, but then a surefire win? Uh it's still early for uh, for long shots. I think the logical horse right now is Tis the Law, uh, but th- there'll be some other people that might uh, think that Authentic has a good shot. And uh, you know, but uh, Tis the Law, he uh, proved that uh, he was the Law in the Travers uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, he's already won the Belmont. So uh, he's uh, one third into the new way of having a Triple Crown this year. So. 
and let's move it to the side of the border, Queen's Plate. You know, that's such a, a, a regal, incredible event. And the horses that are a part of it are it, probably the best in the country, if not in North America. So how do you determine who it is that you are going to put your money on? Well, I think uh, we've still got uh, a couple of weeks, but uh, you you, you kind of have to watch the, uh, the workouts and, and who's working well and I think I've said in past shows, I like horses that work five furlongs on their last workout uh, within five or six days of their uh, their race. So I keep an eye on the workouts, uh, the training reports, and uh, you, you just kind of, uh, you know, take it from there and, and uh, cross your fingers and hope you pick the right one. Who was the winner last year and where is that horse today? Uh, it was a horse by the name of One Bad Boy. He was an Ontario bred, but he was actually owned by some people in, in California and trained by Richard Baltus in, in California. He uh, he won the Queen's Plate, and then he didn't perform too well in the second leg, the, the Prince of Wales at Fort Erie. So they basically uh, turned him out for the rest of the year. But interestingly enough, he's racing today at Del Mar in, uh, in an allowance race. Uh, a little later today, and it'll be his first start since uh, Prince of Wales. And he's been training well, apparently, according to Richard Baltus, and it'll, it'll be interesting to see how he performs. Let's look at the Woodbine Mile. That's coming up on September the 19th. How do you explain that and and the, the pressure, but also the excitement when it comes to a race like that? Well, the Woodbine Mile is a great race. It's a, it's a million-dollar purse, and in normal circumstances, you get a lot of jockeys from Europe and uh, the U.S. competing, and, and you get uh, a lot of European horses and that. But COVID will kind of restrict you know, who's going to be riding and, and who's going to be entered. But it'll still be a great race. Uh, there's still some great North American turf horses. And as I, I said earlier, it's always been a key race for the Breeders' Cup Turf Mile. And the winner of the of the Woodbine Mile tends to do very well in in the Breeders' Cup Turf Mile, which will be held in November this year. So, in general, how has COVID nineteen altered horse racing? And I, I guess I think about the owners, the trainers, the jockeys, but the horses themselves. Well, I think the horses probably their their training. They've tried to keep their their training as normal as possible. Uh, where the the problems are is. I don't believe that you can ship horses in from Europe now to race, uh, or if they do, there's there's quarantine, which um, I'm not I'm not actually sure of the quarantine rules on that. But from a jockey angle, uh, you have uh, a problem because of quarantine there, and there is a situation going on right now with the Kentucky Derby that the uh, jockeys that will be riding in the Kentucky Derby had to be in, in Kentucky uh, so many days in advance, so they had to give up their mounts at Saratoga or wherever they were they were riding. So It gets complicated. The other aspect of that is if there have been delays or postponements of races, that must alter the way a horse is trained. You know, you, you want the horse to reach the peak at the right time, but if there is a postponement of a race for several months because of COVID-19, that has to alter the, the game plan. Well, that's a good point. And Jack Knowlton, who we had on our show uh, a few weeks ago, and the owner of Tis the Law, he basically said to me that Tis the Law was ready to, to race in the first Saturday of May for the Kentucky Derby. So they had to kind of uh, gear him down a little bit 
to bring him back for the, the new Belmont, which is usually the third leg, and it became the first leg of the Triple Crown, and then the Travers. So uh, it's, I think you've seen a lot of horses get, they had to uh, basically get geared down a little bit, and then you got to recrank them up a bit. But on the, on the flip side, it's also allowed some horses that maybe weren't ready to, to race in the Kentucky Derby in May to race now in, in September. Okay, Larry, time now for a little horse racing magic. And the magic man has won his share of races at Woodbine Park, and he joins us next, Bill O'Donnell, now president of COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association. Thanks for being with us on the show. For those who may not know the impact of an organization like the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, what does it do? What do you do? I'm obviously president, and kind of run the day-to-day operations, the office operations, and, and stay in contact with other horse people in Ontario, racetracks, uh, government. Uh, I'm also on the board of Ontario Racing, who oversees all the racing in Ontario now, deals directly with the OLG, where our money comes from, and we represent horse people who race in Ontario, sign contracts with racetracks for race dates, purse money, uh, all kinds of conditions. Okay. How many members do you have, Bill? Around well, probably 1,600, 1,700 now, I would say. We, we really garnished a lot more members here since the COVID, another 250 or 280 probably. So, and we supplied benefits to for the grooms and for the trainers and drivers and owners. You know, it's interesting. Breeders. There is this sense that there it is a it is a family. It's an organization. It is a group of people that puts together one horse, one jockey, if you will, and one horse, one one harness. Is that the case? You know, we often don't think about all that goes on behind the scenes and the support that is necessary. Yeah, we're, we're kind of a big family, actually. You know, we're all within the, the province of Ontario. We have members that you know, they come up here from the United States to race, from Sweden, from Norway, from Finland. And, uh, yeah, we're all pretty much connected. Uh, m- most of our trainers race from farms now. We're, they're not stable at the racetrack, but, you know, with, with the, all kinds of communications now, we can stay connected. How has uh, has COVID uh, changed that though? Is there problems getting people up from like Sweden and that in, into uh, Ontario right now? Yes, there is. Yeah, the pe- people there are the horses to come. So the trainers usually say uh, the overseas horses, those races that would have been international races or breeders' crown races, they've cancelled. I think pretty much for this year, but uh, we have a. A real big weekend this weekend at Mohawk and uh, Thoroughbreds also, and uh, for the September 12th for the Queen's Plate they have, and uh, they've been just sending horses up here, and a few of the guys that uh, are Canadian and that live in the states they've been given uh, essential, you know, status so they don't have to quarantine for the 14 days, so, but they, uh, in order to come to race at, at the tracks they have to give a negative COVID test once they get here kind of stay away from everybody the best they can. So it's working okay, but with the horses, it's, uh, it's, it's been working really well, I think. You retired in 2017 from racing. Now talk to me about how life is for you now. You're still very involved, obviously, but the, it, the adrenaline rush must be a little bit different for you. 
actually it's more of a adrenaline rush than doing this event <laughs> sometimes. But uh, no, the racing, I did it for 40 years, I guess, or more, 50 years. And, uh, yeah, the last 20 years I've really slowed down. One time I, you know, I, I just drove, and I, I drove at the Meadowlands and all over the country and all over the world, basically. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess you don't get that rush the same as you did by winning a race, but uh, it, it's it's different, but uh, I've adapted pretty good. I've been doing this now for 10 years, and, and I haven't trained any horses for the last three, so I, I started training horses after my driving career wound down. As you know, it's a young man's sport now, so I got a little older and changed from driving to training and driving, just my own horses and a few other ones, and... Uh, So let's talk about the sport today. And I don't mean literally today, but, you know, we've got this this shadow of COVID-19 over it. And uh, but we do have a future to look forward to. And as you said, it is a young person's sport, but the fan doesn't necessarily have to be young. So what's your overview of the sport today? Well, in Ontario, I think we're, we're pretty good. I mean, for the next 17 or 18 years and and our goal is to build the sport where it be self-sustainable, which uh, is going to be a real challenge. But uh, the, the overall, you do, they do all kinds of statistics and data and whatnot. And, and our fan base is about the people are 55, average is 55 years old. So it's, it's going to be a challenge to get the young people involved. And we, we've been doing numerous things. Through COSA, you know, through WEG, uh, to try to get entice those people to, to come, and uh, and it seems to be working. I mean, our our our, our handle not on track because there's no people at the tracks, but uh, our handle since the COVID shutdown has been really really good in Ontario. So something's we're doing something right, I think, to <laughs> to kind of entice young people. Bill, you mentioned earlier about Woodbine Mohawk Park having a very special night uh, tonight. It's the final of the Pepsi North America Cup. Who do you like? Well, the overwhelming favorite, I think, is uh, Tall Dark Stranger, and he's been uh, very good all year. He won the Meadowlands Pace, and he won previous kind of last year late, and the Metro for two-year-olds, and uh, and he, he raced huge here the other night, and so did about four or five others. There's five or six horses in there that really have a shot and it all comes down to trip and uh, he's got a good post and some of the other ones that do have a chance not such a good post but you never know how it's going to go that's why they race them it's very unpredictable so it won't be it won't be easy for him but if he wins he wins uh, like right now he looks like the horse to beat for sure got to thank you very much for joining us on the show. Fascinating, and I know you're on the road, and you're traveling in a much different way. As I mentioned, now it's not horses, it's horsepower, but thanks for talking to us and giving us the great uh, 411 on everything in your world. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Okay, okay bye-bye. Bye-bye. And coming up after the break, the headline feature races coming up today at Woodbine and Saratoga and the Ponies Picks of the Day. Stay with us. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one app for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. 
Stream live racing from over 450 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to hpibet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. I'm Ann Romer, and this is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, with my co-host Larry Simpson, and really excited about our next guest, Larry. He is another Hall of Famer and retired jockey, Ramon Dominguez. Now, he... As a career rider, won close to 5,000 races, but what really stands out for me uh, among all of his accolades is that he is recently uh, appointed the president of the New York Racetrack Chaplaincy. Let's bring him in. Welcome, Ramon Dominguez. Hi, Anne. Hello, Larry. So could you explain a little bit about your role as the uh, president of the New York Racetrack Chaplaincy and and why, why it exists? Yes, good, good question. And, uh, yes, uh, in my role as the president, is something that happened organically or naturally. I have been on their board for, uh, I would say, close to a decade since I was riding, and uh, I became more involved uh, in simultaneously getting to learn more about the role of the chaplaincy within the industry and the backstretch community. And uh, it is something that is um, so wide um, as to what they do for the people who live in the backstretch and, and who works in, in the racetrack in New York. Um, so they support uh, people from uh, emotionally uh, religious services, uh, whether it is um, that they need to go to the doctor or they need uh, help. I mean, sometimes it's crazy. This may sound, it may be uh, an immigrant, uh, something as simple as like putting a stamp on an envelope. So I am... Um, the more I have been involved and the more that I have learned about what they did uh, is something that it was a no-brainer to be involved in a totally different level. And I love it because uh, they, we are supporting the most important part of our sport, which is really the foundational part um, of our stretch workers. Right. And, and you've got some heavy-duty guys on the board with you, correct? Correct, yes, yes. We have uh, Terry Finley, who is... Uh, the president and, uh, of uh, West Point, which is uh, a, a syndicate for horse trade, uh, for horses, and um, uh, as well as many other people in in the sport. I mean, Johnny Velasquez on the board, and uh, so people who not only have experience and in, in, is rooted in in the sport, but uh, also understand uh, how important it is for us to uh, come together and, and support our racetrack community. And if I may ask a very personal question, through your career, did you ever need the help of a of the chaplaincy wherever you were? So, yes and no. So, when it comes to the need, um, certainly we'll go and ask uh, for support, whether it is, let's just say that I moved to New York, and maybe the chaplain would be able to help me, uh, connecting me with a a realtor because I need to rent my first place and bring my family. That's just an example. But um, I did not need it like uh, on a continued basis, which is uh, what is very important. There are individuals who need, for many different reasons, uh, 
the support of, of the racetrack chaplaincy. Uh, most recently, uh, working together with the Godolphin um, uh, tables, uh, they created an app called Como, C-O-M-O, and it's something that is not only for the New York racing, but it's actually for horse racing in North America. At this point, I'm not sure if uh, Canada is also included being part of North America. Uh, I don't really know, but uh, it's um, uh, something that any person who is involved in any capacity in horse racing uh, can go there and find a help uh, in any area. Let's say that they need an accountant or they need a, uh, again, maybe finding somebody to rent a place. So um, they can go to this app and it's uh, very user-friendly um, and simple for anybody to help, um, to, to find help in any area they're looking for. Okay. All right. Let's uh, switch uh, uh, sides for a bit and let's talk about uh, the, the something, a product that I'm very familiar with, your uh, 360 uh, GT riding crop. Uh, Maybe for our listeners, uh, you could kind of maybe bring them up to speed on the crop and, and you know, uh, what made it a little bit more different from what was already out there and, and where you are with it right now. Sure. So um, briefly, I'll tell the listeners about the history as to how this came to be. And I was still active riding actually at Delaware Park. And uh, I realized that the current riding crops are... Uh, um, I needed a couple changes. One is that there is a seam in the area that makes contact with the horse where sometimes um, can inflict pain. Um, and the other one is that some of them were absorbing water and therefore making it heavier. Um, so with that in mind, I came up with a, an idea of creating something in the shape of a cylinder. And uh, we ended up uh, making it out of foam, which uh, foam is something that absorbs the impact very well. 360 GT, that's the name of the new riding crop, and GT stands for Gentle Touch. I think it's brilliant. You know, for someone who is a retired jockey, you sure are busy, Ramon Dominguez. Yes, and I'm happy to, to be busy, especially when it is uh, anything to do with a uh, horse racing. This is something that is uh, uh, in my veins at this point, and I, I absolutely love uh, uh, even interacting with you guys right now. Anything with Racing uh, is something that I'm excited to, to talk about or to do. Thank you, Ramon Dominguez. What a pleasure to speak with you today. After the break, the headline feature races coming up today at Woodbine and Saratoga and the Ponies Picks of the Day. Stay with us. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. I'm Ann Romer, and this is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. So, Larry, let's talk about what's exciting and the future races at first Woodbine and then Saratoga. 
Sure. At uh, Woodbine, we have the uh, Ontario Colleen Stakes, and it's kind of interesting that it's a seven-horse field, and trainer Mark Cassie has uh, four of the horses in there. But uh, I'm going to step away from, from Mark on this one, and I, I kind of like the two-horse, and I think a lot of people will like it. It's a horse called uh, Walk in Marrakesh, and uh, I believe that she'll probably take a lot of money, and, and she should. She's got some very good form. She's been racing uh, against some top-class horses in, in Saratoga. And at the beginning of the year, they were considering this, uh, this horse for some of the top major uh, filly and, and mare stakes races. So I, I like the, the horse. I don't think we're going to get rich, but uh, I think possibly uh, if we wanted to uh, take a shot at maybe the Daily Double – uh, in the uh, onto the eighth race, uh, I I kind of like the uh, the one horse uh, Canic, Canic Flyer, and also the six horse uh, Fabelia, and an interesting story about uh, Fabelia I should say, uh, she is a, a, a British uh, mare that has been racing in uh, Santa Anita and Del Mar in California has been brought here and given to Kevin Attard, who's one of the top uh, trainers at, uh, at Woodbine. And uh, I think this horse, it's interesting because she's been racing on the turf at, uh, at uh, when she's been out in California, and yet uh, today they've put her on the synthetic track at Woodbine. And if you look at the, uh, her uh, past performance, uh, her best two races have been on a synthetic. Hmm. So and and she wasn't disgraced in racing against some good horses and in, uh, uh, in in California too. So I uh, I think that horse could round out the Daily Double, and maybe if uh, Walk America doesn't happen to win and and you're not live in the Daily Double, maybe a, a straight bet on the uh, the six horse uh, Fabiola. And let's move to Saratoga. Saratoga has a couple of uh, they had three stakes races, but uh, I like. Uh, well, I think that, that there's going to be some rain at Saratoga today. So the uh, the Forgo Stakes, I think, could be indicative of whether it's a, a sloppy track or whether it's a fast track. If it's a fast track, I like the 10-horse mind control. Um, this horse is, is four for seven at the distance. Uh, some good five furlong workouts coming into this. Really, his only bad races have been in the slop. But as I said, they are calling for uh, a forecast of rain today. So if that's what happens, uh, I would go to the seven horse called Win, Win, Win. And this is an interesting horse because last year he was on the Kentucky Derby Trail in that uh, and has raced well in, in the slop in that. And his morning line is around 12 to 1 So and has Javier Castellano riding it. So I think that's, uh, you know, uh, either or. Like if it's fast, I'll go with mind control to 10. If it's... Uh, uh, a sloppy track, I'll go with uh, win, win, win. So when you're handicapping a horse, let me ask you, what do you take into consideration? You've just now mentioned weather. You've mentioned the surface, You know whether it's artificial or real. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there are many things beyond that, but who knew that weather would p- play such a, a role in uh, a, a race and also the type of surface most definitely has a, a position in weather a horse is going to run well or not. Well, that's that's it. And the uh, the biggest thing is, and Woodbine, really, we don't have to worry about it because we have the synthetic track. And, and I always say that the, the Woodbine track is always fast because it, it doesn't get sloppy or anything. And then they have the, the two good uh, turf courses. But 
other tracks like traditional tracks like Saratoga and that uh, they have dirt and when it rains the dirt becomes sloppy and, and a lot of horses just don't like it uh, it's not that they don't like the feel of it they just don't like the feel of getting hit in the face with it so uh, uh, I think that that has to be taken into consideration and and it, it, it does screw up your handicapping especially if you sit there in the night before and you handicap a whole car to racing and then it rains right so and do you look at the jockey's history? Do you also look at the age of the horse? You know, what else goes into the decisions that you make? Well, I think the biggest thing is form. Like, uh, if the horse hasn't really been showing any improving form at all, then I think that's usually a toss-out. Uh, I like, as, as I've said in the past, I like horses that have five furlong works and especially if the five furlong work is uh, within the last uh, five to seven days. Uh, uh, I, I find that the, the five furlong work, and I, I've said this on the show before, that uh, with the five furlong work, uh, it's the it's almost like putting some speed in it, and it's also putting some endurance into the horse as well. And that's where Dark Horse comes into play as well. Very quickly, in 30 seconds or less, what do you think of Dark Horse? As I've said in the past, I, I love the Dark Horse product, and I think it's great, for, especially for the uh, new person. Uh, and, and it also gives you the opportunity to learn a little bit about betting, and you don't even have to put your own money up. You can have, do it with play money, get a play account set up, and then get comfortable with it. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can start using real money and winning some races. Great being with you, Larry. Jim's back next week. Thank you for everything. And thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7 Radio Magazine. Just a reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 Magazine, please Email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. Stay with us here on 105.9 The Region all weekend long. I'll be back at 9 o'clock with the feed. Thank you for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.